I mean, I think uh, you look you look very summery and beautiful. Do I? As thank always. you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it is good to have you back. I missed you um, mm. last episode. Thank you for last I, um, week, Rick. It's really hard to fly solo. Like, I don't think people realize how challenging that is. So thank goodness for Rick. Oh, I just realized I forgot to put on mascara. Oh, you better go do it. You better go <gasps> no, do it. No, it's okay. I'll go without I will, mascara. I will fly solo for three minutes <laughs> while you go do that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> or for 25 minutes, whatever it's it takes okay, to do okay. whatever you do. No, but anyway, um, I said I like kudos to you and thank you to Rick for um, still making it happen because we missed that week for it, Hawaii. So I know you didn't want to go two in a row without doing a podcast. But, but it's all, I mean, you know, no offense. Yes, I missed you. And yes. You know, I love having you on, but um, it was nice uh, to not have me interrupt you. (laughs) No, it was it was. um, um, Why is it this stupid thing? Steve got an iPhone and he doesn't know how to use it and he's incredibly frustrated with it. Yes. So now it's okay. There we go. Okay, now I understand. Um, Where was I? Oh. Talking about um, flying like, solo, but but, but oh, I, you know it was also an opportunity for me to chat with Rick. Yeah, you know, like it, you know, Rick and I because he's busy, because I'm busy, because we live, you know, an hour and 25, 30 minutes away from each other. We don't yeah. we don't always get to talk, and when we do, it's always business or something very quick or whatever. So it, <laughs> it, it was nice to to have a a conversation. Um, have Rick chime in and ask questions with Rick. Yes, yeah. so. It was, it was. Talk to someone who cares. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you said it. That's, I why, that's why I hit I my chin on the mic. <laughs> I didn't say it. I, you said it. I didn't say it. Um, but I, I do want to, because <clears throat> you, you mentioned it um, right before. Oh, we lost Rick. Oh, there he goes. Uh, you mentioned it right before we walked on, is uh-huh. that the, people do want to know your opinion. Yeah, someone sent me on, a message on Instagram. On and Hawaii. they were like, okay, I heard uh, Steve's version of Hawaii. And, well, but, uh, but somebody, now, now I really want to know what you think. And, and speaking of, of comments, somebody did send like an extensive kind of comment. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't get to read the, I didn't get to read the comments. This woman like sent me a, a message. No, this woman was like, you know, she loves us. And, and, and she was like, I still love you. But I think she thought maybe that I was, I was shitting on, on Hawaii. Um, but no, it, it, you know, I, I hope they don't think that I was shitting on Hawaii. And, and most, most importantly, no, Steve just shits on every vacation. We know this already. No, I I, I just want to say that 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 number one, you know, when I was able to spend the time with the locals doing the local thing, that was really magical and special. It. Not yeah. to mention the island is beautiful. We had the utmost respect for the island, yeah. um, I mean, and they, and and the natives. Like everybody was was beautiful and and. Everybody had the right, the shaka attitude, and it was just, yeah. it was just cool. So I don't, I don't want her to think that <clears throat> I did not like Hawaii. I didn't like the prices. I didn't like the 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 lack of of things to do. The hotel. There's a lot of things I didn't like, but yeah. but not the people. Yeah. Not the island. I love that. So oh my so, gosh, Na- the the nature there is beautiful and spectacular. I wish we had been able to do more hikes and see more waterfalls because it's it's incredible. I mean, we went to one place where there was like a blowhole and it's a black beach, the black rock from the you know the volcanoes, um, and the kids could have played there a long time. You and your dad went through this like crazy. Their volcano tunnels, like they're amazing things like that. I just wish our kids had been older because for vacation. 
as a mama on vacation, it's always going to be hard traveling with little kids. Like it's just, you know, it's going to bring its challenges, but you want to be able to like relax as much as you can. And with Delilah being like so precocious and in everything and Garrett wanting to surf so much because he loved it and the waves being a little too intense and him not being a strong enough swimmer, Delilah slipping on our hikes. Like I just, um, I would wait till your kids are older. But it's, it's so... If you're going to spend that kind of money. If yes. you're going to spend that kind of money, wait till your kids are older. I mean, it was so cool because, and, and you weren't here for this yesterday, but, you know, we did take them to see sea turtles coming up to the beach to lay their eggs. So one of the beaches we went to, there was um, a sea turtle laid out and, and Delilah and I sat <clears> there and, and watched the sea turtle for for several um for a long time for delilah for a long time for delilah <laughs> but then yesterday um we were watching finding nemo and mm -hmm. then they get to the thing where the the sea turtle comes out and delilah goes i saw one of those in hawaii right yeah and i always talk about <clears throat> you know you can you can see something or read about something it's not until you you truly see it with your own eyes you feel it you smell it that you really kind of that all the sensories kind of kind of take over and go, now you know. Well, for her right? her age to be able to make real world connections to what we're reading about in books is like really cool. And you see it, like she realizes it. She's like, oh, I read that in a book or I saw that in a movie and now here's the real thing. But it's like that that speech that, that Robin Williams gives uh, Matt Damon um, in Goodwill Hunting when he, he sits there with him and he says, I let you destroy me because you made an assumption of me and I thought to myself, you're just a punk, uh -huh. you know? Yeah, you can read about the Sistine Chapel, but have you ever seen it? You know, yeah, you can read about love, but have you ever felt it, right? Yeah. And, and kind of Robin kind of breaking it down to him, like, no, until you can read about it, but until you live it and experience it, you'll never truly understand. Yeah. The, the feeling that's of such it, a good right? movie i don't know why you brought up goodwill hunting it but that's such but, a but movie. i just remember it will remind me of that, it, yeah. of that of that scene so what, what else do you, uh, no you know what, I was, what i what i told you is that it's like the way i think of it is it's like disney i loved it i had a great time the kids had a great time it was beautiful it was just so stinking expensive and you're like if we're gonna take this long ass plane ride if we're gonna be exhausted and dealing with time zone changes and then disney you're just like sweating and hot everywhere and you're paying so much for a meal and you're like that's it like it's so the meals are so uneventful um i just compare it to disney it's like a bucket list thing you know you want to see hawaii you want to experience it but it's so expensive it is so very expensive and 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 i and you and i understand right i mean in order to get I mean, that island, in or it needs everything to be shipped to it. Yeah. Everything is shipped to it. You yeah. know, I mean, unless you're going to buy a pineapple, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, everything is, is shipped to the island, so I, I get it. Um, I, I'm, I will say that I'm glad that I took time off. I'm glad that... You complained way less than I thought you would. I did that for you. I could tell. I... I, I, I <laughs> You, you teach me things and I change. Very different than the other way around. Uh -huh. Yeah, sure. But, I knew that was coming. Um, yeah, you knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Um, no, no. I, I, I really want to do appreciate it. And, and I'm glad I took the time off. And I'm glad that that we made it uh, a vacation. I think next yeah. year um, I would like to plan something very specific um, and, and kind of really think about what we want to do on our vacation. So not schedule it around a work date? 
Because that's why we did this. <coughs> I mean, we, t- we took advantage of the fact that you had to yes. be there for work. And we in maximized Hawaii. it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't mind not not focusing it around a, a work trip or whatever. I mean, I think we decided at least we're on the same page that right now with where our kids are, because certainly as they get older, I want to take them to experience new places and see new things. You and I have talked about that. I think that's like a little more important to me than it is to you. I'm more interested in them experiencing other places and other cultures, but I've been lucky. I've been blessed. And I, I mean, I have seen a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I, like, I, I have... want to see the Eiffel tower. And you said you have no desire to see yeah. the Eiffel tower. You could care less. I, I have been all over the world and, um, I've seen a lot. And like I said, vacation for me is being home. Yeah. That means I'm not working if I'm at home. Right. Yeah. Um, but as much as you're a history buff, like, so I got to go to Greece for six weeks and study ancient Greek theater my last six weeks of college. And it was amazing. And I got to see places like the Acropolis and I got to see these old ancient Greek theaters. And I, I just think that as much as you're a history buff, you would, you would be into that kind of thing. Yeah, I am. And, and, and if, and again, if work finds me there and I spend few extra days there, uh-huh. I'll do that. But to me, like specifically to leave my home, specifically to go there and, and do nothing that week, but be a tourist, it doesn't excite me. Will I do it for you? Yes. Will I do it for you and my kids? Yes. I'm happy to do it. My, my parents have been talking about wanting to go to Europe. Yeah. I would like to make that dream come true for, for them. You know. But for me, being home is my happy place. Yeah. Being home, watching my kids swim in my pool, our pool, and and us as a family, having those moments where it's just the four of us, those are the special moments for me. You know, um, I had a very special moment this morning. I, I couldn't sleep. I woke up at 5.30, got up, made me some coffee, sat there, watched the sun come up and, and the deer come in and um, drinking my coffee. And my, my princess, my beautiful daughter, she comes walking out and she's rubbing her eyes and she comes and she climbs in my lap and she, you know, she gives me a hug and says, make me pancakes, daddy. And I'm like, yeah, that, that for me is, is the most beautiful thing on earth Yeah. for me. Moments like that. Right. So. And you I, don't get those often. Yeah. And, and I don't need the big moments. I don't need, I've had a lot of that. I've been to, you know, crazy places, which is where, where this is going next. Um, Renee and I had the privilege and the honor to go to Gabriel Iglesias's birthday party. Oh, you didn't talk about it last week. No. Did I talk about it, Rick? He did not. How did he go the whole episode without talking about we it? We just talked about Hawaii, uh, I think. We yeah. just talked about Hawaii and some comedy. <clears throat> but um, just to give you a little a, a, a brief history of, of me and Gabriel Iglesias. Fluffy. Fluffy. Y- uh, years and years ago, when I had first moved to L.A., you know, at that time, Fluffy was um, starting to sell out comedy clubs. He was ahead of the, head of the, the pack um, when it comes to um, the Latino, Mexican-American comedians. Uh-huh. Very, very sweet guy. Um, he, at one point, he would say, hey, I play poker at my house with a bunch of comics. You should come. Yeah. And there were several um, months that I would show up at, the, at his um, poker game. Yeah. Right, and at that time, is it like a Molly's game, like that movie? Is it crazy? No, it was no? it was really chill, and yeah. at that time, like a real, just a real legit poker game. He was already living in Long Beach. He did own a a a condo, but it was nothing special. It was nothing holy shit. 
comedy got you this, right? It yes. was just a, a regular, like two bedroom condo, very Which nice. Which still costs how much so, in California? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then you know, for whatever reason, I you know Gabriel went off to become Gabriel, and I went off to to continue on my path. Um, yeah. But we now we now share a manager. And that manager I've known for 20 years yeah. um, in, in my life. Since and, we were dating. Since we were dating. You yeah. knew him before we started dating. Yep, before we started dating. And, you know, through him managing me and uh, my friend Eddie, who you met uh, here on the podcast, Gabriel and I just started touching back base. Started, um, you know, saying hi to each other and, and just kind of communicating more and um, we get this amazing invitation uh, to go to his birthday party. And I just thought for, for that relationship and, and you know, I, I, I do admire the guy and the things that he's accomplished. And I think he's extremely talented. Um, I thought, you know what? We should go. Yeah. Show some love and some support. Yep. Got back from Hawaii. And then two days later, we're flying out to Long Beach yeah. to go to this birthday party. It but was just a, you, me, and Garrett. We thought that that would Garrett. be a lot to put Delilah back well, on a plane. <clears throat> at first, I mean, and then it was, um, they said that, you know, kids were welcome. Um, but, you know, they did say it is an adult party. And later that night, it will become an adult party. Yeah. But kids could come. Well, that naturally happens at a party, right? After a certain hour, it's like. I, I did not know what to expect. Um, Nor did I, because we'd never been to a party before. But apparently, we've been to a party. No, we've no, I mean hit to... one of hit one of his parties before. Apparently, it's like a thing. It and was... if you've been invited to his parties, you know what to expect. It was mind blowing. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, truly, everybody. It was a lucha libre theme. Everybody was asked to dress up. I dressed it up like a referee with a lucha mask. Um, Renee, Which apparently was a popular costume. I was so pissed. I'm like, <laughs> nobody's going to think to be the ref. Well, because, you then, know, when you get on Amazon and you search, like, Lucha Libre costume, the first, like, one of the first things that comes up is what Eddie wore. Eddie's costume, like, yeah. the Lucha pants, and it's got a face here in your crotch or whatever. So I thought, okay, can't order Steve that one because there will be, like, 20 of those. There's but only no, two of those. There's only two of those and 20 refs. Here I was like, oh, I'm going to be so original. Nobody's <laughs> going to think to be the ref. There was, like, 20 refs. Um, and then Garrett... Garrett wore like a whole mask and gloves and he had a cape and yes. a, a really cool <laughs> Lucha thing. But man, it was a Loteria shirt, but it had a Lucha Libre. Well, uh, what tripped me like out that. is like, what's like immediately when we get to the hotel, we get there like at four, we're leaving in like an hour. Like we get there, we got to Not get, even then you asked uh, the Uber driver cause you don't want to have to get yeah. another Uber driver. You were like, can you just stay down here? And I'm like, we have to check into the hotel. You haven't showered. Thank God I took a shower that morning and like washed and blow dried my hair. So I didn't have to worry about that. But I was like, I got to put on a costume. Like, and you're telling the driver 15 minutes because he's got another so job. So we, we hauled ass, got ready. And what was crazy, I walk outside and there was like sprinter van trams from the hotel to the party. I'm like, holy well, shit. So what was so fun was to see people in the elevator and in the lobby of the hotel. Like, Everybody just lucha libre out. Yes. So we get to this party and oh my, like from the minute you get there, Valet Parkers, hey, welcome. You walk in, they're like, hey, get it. You know, Gabe wants to take a picture with all his guests. So it's the, you have to, t so the venue is, he has a commercial building. 
where he cut, where he keeps. I say his, warehouse, but that makes it not sound nice. I mean, it's amazing inside. Yeah, he he keeps all his VW buses and bugs and all his VW collection in this really area. Really cool memorabilia. He's, so just to give you an idea how big it is, he probably has a hundred cars, and they all fit beautifully in this space. Jay Leno style. But there's also like an outdoor space as well as you yeah. walk in. Oh my god, dude! Like a Mexican restaurant. Piñatas everywhere. Like, it was insane. Well, no, it's got a cinder block um, wall in front of it. Like, because it's, it's gated in. And you see the balloon arches coming over the top of the cinder block wall. You're like, like before you even walk shit. in. You walk in, and there's a dude on stilts dressed like a two, lucha. Two a guy and a girl. On stilts. Uh, Dia de los Muertos paint. Like, the whole thing. Gabe's sitting there with the mask on. You go over, you, you take a picture with Gabe, and he was he was very very sweet. And, I was gonna have to say you know. I was so I was so impressed by that that we showed up and he was there in front of the like backdrop theme of the party, which was his face and his giant face and a lucha mask. But um, and he, so gracious and like greeted everyone, everyone, and. And honestly, wanted to know who everyone was because we took our family picture with him. And then because we had Garrett, we took Rebecca with us so that she could take him home and I could stay and hang out with you. And um, I said, Becca, you want a picture? She's like, yeah. So I said, can, can we get a picture? And he said, oh, and who are you? Like, he, he legit did not know her and he wanted to know who she was. And I just was like, n- really and not sweet. like rude, like, who are you at my party? But like, hey, like, I want to I know everyone who's here. Like, I want to say hi to everyone who's here. And I, I just thought that was super gracious of him as a host. Oh, my gosh, dude. You walk in. And it looks, I mean, there's a stage, there's a band playing, there's mariachis playing. At this time, the mariachis were playing, but there's a band uh, ready to play. And then there's a Lucha Libre ring in the back. You walk uh, you into know. a tunnel. Like, yeah, like a tunnel. A tunnel of flags and, like you said, piñatas and balloons. They've created this whole tunnel out of decorations that's lined with the mariachis on this side. It, and then on this side is one of those lighted dance floor a lighted floor and then on the left side like i mean it's like you're walking into a fair yes because there was food truck food truck food truck food truck food truck food truck bar food truck food truck food truck food truck dessert truck dessert bar dessert a coffee cakes, bar a coffee gelato bar, bar um, a churro bar it was un- uh, frescas bar it uh, was un elote bar believable like- i mean and, and you walk and you go oh my god like it was crazy then you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to bring Garrett. He'll think the Lucha stuff is cool. But holy crap. Oh, there was a huge stage. There was a stage with the musicians and the dance floor. And then there was a whole separate ring and stage set up for actual luchador wrestling. Yep. And strippers. But <laughs> well, um, but <laughs> from all the things that Garrett could do, I mean, gift bags, he could. He built the Build-A-Bear. All the Build-A-Bears you wanted to make, you could make them. Okay, that was crazy. It was like all the stuff that was customized specifically for his party. The little Build-A-Bears, I didn't realize until we got home, are wearing a shirt that says El Fluffy 47th yep. birthday party. Picture birthday of him. Like, yeah. Picture of him on the shirt. His little, like, what do you call those little pop dolls? What are they called? Oh, uh, the, the, uh, uh. Pop something or I pop or I forget. Garrett knows what they're called. I, you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't know what they're called, but those little those little dolls that come in the white box oh. and they say like I pop on them. They have a name for them. Rick, do you know what they're called? Fungo. There you go. The fungo. The Funko. Funko. The Funko dolls. Anyway, that was kind of like the theme for <coughs> his birthday was a lucha libre Funko was on of him was on everything. Dude, it was it was 
absolutely insane. I mean, food everywhere, cakes everywhere. Make yourself a Build-A-Bear. This artist is is painting our, not painting. He's like, it's, is it blowtorch? Blowtorching a piece of plywood. At first, I couldn't tell. Um, I was like, is that a blowtorch or spray like a spray gun? Spray thing Gabriel, gun. you could get uh, caricatures. Uh, I mean, Garrett went to the churro bar, the ice cream bar, the gelato bar, the cake bar. Like it was insane. Yeah. People were coming to the table, and I'm like. Where'd you get that? <laughs> like fucking lobster, there were, steak. Like, There's like three or four caricature artists lined up and you could go and get, they draw you real quick. And then the painting was like airbrush. He got a Lucha Oh yeah, you could get like tattoos. And... I mean, it was, and, and Garrett was just walking around like, oh my, and I just What's thought to next? myself. What's in this corner? I, I'm, I'm <clears throat> a grown ass man. Never been to a party like this. Garrett's doing it at seven, right? Yeah. Uh, there was other celebrities there, um, and, and the ones that I personally knew um, got to hang out with uh, Emilio Rivera, who is the padrino in the TV show The Mayans. Uh huh. Um, so I got to hang out with him and laugh with him a little bit. It was lovely um, to meet his wife. They're very, she's an very actress nice too, people. and such a such a classy lady. Very, really they remind me her. a lot of of us. Yeah. Right? Very family oriented and just a really good dude. But they my, had their son with him too. And, and and I didn't really get to catch up with um, Gabriel much because he was the star and Making the star the of his party, you know. Um, and, then, and then, you know. Oh, this, Frankie J showed up. We didn't talk about that. Frankie, this guy, Frankie J. Right, who, Frankie J. I, I hope I'm not messing up his I name. Didn't, I didn't even know who he was. Forgive me. He sang, um, like, just got on stage and was like, hey, I just want to sing. Fluffy, you know, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Oh my God, this guy's a beautiful voice. Yeah. I, was, I was floored by how talented this Frankie J guy was. He was yeah. amazing. But my favorite. You know was, what I didn't realize? Because we're from Corpus Christi. Frankie J, when I looked him up, because you were like, I don't know him. And I was trying to, like, I know his songs that he sang, you know, his popular ones. But um, I was like, well, what else does he sing? He was a Gumbia King, and we're from Corpus Christi. I'm like, how did we not know that? I, I, like he was I don't, a former Gumbia King. I don't know how I, I didn't know that. Like I, I, sh- I, I should have known who Frankie J was because yeah. he was extremely, extremely talented. And, and I just loved the fact that he got up there and sang, and Gabriel loved it, and he got up and was just, you sang know. Sang with him. Sang with him. But my favorite part was, was catching up with, with Joe Coy. Yeah. You know, Joe. I had fun watching you catch up with Joe Coy. Oh, we were laughing and having a good time. And. You know, so I will tell that the, the first time I met Joe Coy, I am waiting to go up at the Laugh Factory a million years ago. And I I always knew that, I mean, I kill. Like, I walk on stage, I fucking kill. And I, I, I had to, I, you know, and, and when, I, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was so intimidated and so afraid. And I go to the, the comedy clubs. And That's it, such a paradox. Did you catch that, Rick? He's like, I know I kill, but I was so intimidated and no, no, so but afraid. Let me tell you, when I first it's moved like the there, paradox of the comic. No, when I first moved there, I was like, oh my God, this is LA. These are the best comics in the world. Like, I'm so intimidated. And then I got there and I'm like, hey, I don't need to be intimidated. I'm uh, just I'm just as good, if not better, yeah. than these guys. Like I, I belong here. Yeah. But there was there was that initial like, oh my God, I don't belong here. I'm just some kid from Gregory Portland, like you know. But after a while, I was like, man, I got this, like you know. Um, so I was very confident comic, and there was there's very few times in my career that that I watched a comic and went, oh shit, like 
that guy's really funny. Yeah. That guy's good. Yeah. You know, very few, very few times in my career that I go, oh, wow. Yeah. Right? And, and it has happened quite a bit. Not, not a lot, but yeah. quite a bit. There's thousands and thousands of comics. It's happened a few times. Yeah. Most of them are now all famous. I was going to say, Brad Garrett is one of those for me. Like, he's just so quick and so Yeah, good. Brad. Brad's one of those guys, too. Um, but I'm waiting to go up at the Laugh Factory. They announced this guy, Joe Coy, and he goes up and annihilates. I mean, I'd never seen him before. I had already been there for in L.A. for several years. Mm-hmm. This guy walks up, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Where's he from? Uh, L.A. Yeah. Area. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, he's from Vegas. He's from Vegas. But I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, this guy yeah. fucking kills. Yeah. And I had to go up after. So then I'm like, well, fuck him. Like, I'm going up now, right? Yeah. So I go up, and I have a great set. I kill, uh-huh. right? Because the, the crowd's in a good mood. I mean, that's not the only reason, but but, but it helps. No, I'm like, I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Like, this guy killed. I'm going to kill... But there was a, 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 like, a, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Right? So I get off stage, and upstairs at the Laugh Factory, there's, like, a comic bar hangout. I go up there, and Joe's waiting for me. And Joe's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And I go, I want to know who the fuck you are. <laughs> he goes, dude. He's like, I am, like, he goes, I walk, I walk off stage thinking to myself, I smashed. Nobody can follow me. He's saying, you go up there and fucking say, he's like, we got to meet. And then that is how our friendship started is that both of us got on stage the same day, right back to back and found and such a, a mutual respect, found for each a, other's talent. A, a complete mutual respect um, for each other. And then after that, it was, Hey Joe, Hey Joe, we'd hang out. You know, um, I actually remember watching Joe Coy got the tonight show. Uh-huh. And I remember watch, we all watched Joe do the Tonight Show at the comedy store on the TV in the front bar. Yeah. And I remember going, oh, man, he's going to blow up. Like, God, oh, man, what? Like, he had a great Tonight Show set. Uh-huh. I go, man, good for him, you know. And then. And did he after that? He started to. It was some momentum. It was some momentum. That was kind of the, the beginning of his career. Yeah. You know, getting some heat and kind of going out and doing stuff. I remember, I remember him being so excited because he got a Boost Mobile deal, uh-huh. and he was just thrilled. And he was like, oh my God, I can't believe it, and they're gonna write me a check, and yeah. this is gonna change my life, and you know. Um, and I just, man, I hadn't seen him. And then I was in at the comedy store, Joe Coy was not. Really? And the comedy store can be a very, very intimidating place. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in at the comedy store, it, it, it is a very- It's inti- hard to get in. It's hard to get in. It's a very intimidating place. It's, there's a lot of little doorways and places you can go. And if, if you don't really know where you're going, you kind of just hang out in the parking lot, right? And Joe had already become Joe and was already doing very, very well for himself. And um, I was judging the roast battle that night. And Joe comes to the comedy store and you can just kind of see he's got this like... Hey, I'm not causing any problems. I'm yeah. just trying to hang out. I really don't know the ins and outs of this, but yeah. I'm, and I'm like, Joe, come on. And you know, I took him up to the belly room. He sat next to me at the thing. I made him comfortable. And, and he was like, man, thank you for that. You know? 
Um, but then Joe went off and became Joe Coy and yeah. I'm off doing my thing. So gosh, this, there's probably been seven years that have gone by yeah. since I seen Joe. And well, ha- since you've seen him, it had been seven years. I think no. I might have saw him on the road. I mean, I guess we've been in Texas now. I think I might have saw so. him on the road and went to. Oh, wait, no, because I saw him again. I was headlining the comedy club at the Hard Rock in in Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. and then he was headlining the theater in Fort Lauderdale. Remember, mm-hmm. right before COVID. Oh, the guitar when you were the performing guitar. At the guitar. Okay, right, that was literally when COVID started. Yeah, and I ate dinner with Joe and his crew that night but uh, so that was whatever um years ago i just you know i didn't want to go to this party um i went because i thought it was the right thing to do i also went because i thought you and and garrett would think it was cool yeah but i'm glad i went yeah and and i'm really glad that i got to catch up with with those guys and then at the end of the night not even the end of the night like dude more gabriel just kept getting on the stage going more coming, more stuff. And then all of a sudden, like these people on stilts come out at, in the middle of the night and they're like lit up. And, yes. I mean, it was crazy. And then all of a sudden he was like, everybody look behind you. I look up and it was a drone show. It's a drone show. Rick, have you seen these? I didn't, I didn't even know like this existed or this was a thing, but it was probably like 200 drones and each drone has a light on it that can change colors. And then obviously they fly wherever they need to, to like make pictures in the sky. It was like, welcome to Gabe's party spelled out huge and perfect. And then it would morph into a, um, cause he's a big star Wars, star Wars nut. It would morph into a Darth Vader mask. And at one point it was a VW bus because he loves VW buses. And then at one point it was like his logo holding the microphone. And then it was the Lucha Libre mask that was all over a the party. Oh yeah, it was his chihuahuas. The faces of his two chihuahuas. It was crazy. It was it, crazy. It, it just kept coming. I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is insane. Yeah. It was. I had never seen a drone show. And I would assume, Rick, that they all get programmed into a program. Is that what happens? That's exactly what happens, yeah. Because they don't have individual pilots. No. Oh, no, there's no way. Yeah. Can you imagine individual pilots? No, they're all, it's all pre-programmed. The only thing that scared the shit out of me was like, okay, we already have a cotton candy machine. We already have a popcorn machine. <laughs> we go to Gabe's party and I'm like, oh, crap. What is Captain Evil? Oh, no, there were 21 cakes. I counted them. They made a stand just to display all the cakes because each cake was like a different theme. And then ice sculptures, ice sculptures. The fruit bar was amazing. They had pictures. It's like an etching, I guess is what you called it. But they had it like into three watermelons. They had him in the Lucha Libre mask. And then they had each of his little dogs in their Lucha Libre masks with their names etched into the watermelon. Um, if I were to guess what this party costs, I would put it in the LA prices, not like we went to Mexico and got married prices. I would put it in the two hundred thousand dollar range. Oh no, more, maybe three. Unless that, well, what I kept thinking was, okay, are some of these vendors 
here because they wanted to be at Fluffy's party. Like I met the guy who owned the Elotha cart. He talked to me for a little bit. And so I was like, well, are you donating your cart for the night for advertising and the pictures no. and to be at Fluffy's party? So that's the only thing is what services are uh, negotiated. I, and I don't know, but I don't ever want to hear Miss Lori, our assistant bitch, about throwing an Easter party because Gabe's assistant did not get off her feet, was there the whole time managing freaking everything. I, I think you need more than one person. Like oh, with man. all those vendors, if you're There's also no having way. to like pay I would out. I would assume they hired a party planning company. Oh, for sure. That's the only way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's used to dealing with all of the vendors. All the vendors, Absolutely. and they're coming to you saying, well, we can get this. What do you want? We can get yeah. this, 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 and this. And you go, yeah, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. And then all of a sudden, there was like a shot cart that came, got pushed around that was like... Oh, yeah, light. someone passing I mean, around the shot necklaces that lit up. It was crazy. It was crazy, but it was really freaking cool. Uh, I am glad I went. You know what I was thinking? Because he got um, a lot of flack. I think in like for the spending so much money on the party, the quinceanera for his chihuahuas. And so I sort of went to this party knowing that. And yes, it is an exorbitant, exorbitant amount of money spent on this party. You and I talked about that. And, and yes, there's a part of that that sometimes from the outside looking in, you're like, that's so foolish to spend, to spend that much money. But I have to say, I just really felt like, you could tell everyone there was having such a good time and that this was his gift to them. And someone I, even I, said, I think... I think Gabriel has the same gene I have. Yeah. That I love sharing with people what I have. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. It makes me happy. I love to see people go, wow, this is cool. Yeah. You know, because I do believe that that we should share our blessings. I do believe that that we should let people enjoy and see and and on a deeper, deeper level, you know, and we've talked about this with some other friends. I want kids t to make my house the house that might inspire them. Yeah. Because I had moments in my life that I went to somebody's house or I got to do something that inspired me to go, oh, this is possible. This yeah. is cool. This is how I want to live my life, right? Yeah. So I, I, I also hope that it's, it's an inspiration, right? And, and to look I, at... Even all the creativity, like, hey, I could program a drone show, you know? Like, that that exists. Right. That, that you can... Someone dreamt that up. Someone dreamt up a lighted drone show. I think it's important, though, that, that people... And before Rick has to go, because Rick has to jump on us, but, but Rick, did you have moments in your life that were like that where you go oh that's gonna that inspired me as a kid or as a young adult we lost him already yeah we might have lost him um did you i my memory is not like yours but yes i for sure have had moments where i was with other friends and and they ex shared experiences with me and things that I just, you know, it's, it's getting outside of your world, right? Getting outside of your bubble and, and knowing what is, what is out there, but, what's possible. But it's also why I don't give up on bad kids. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, there are times that you're like, oh, I, I can't with that kid. And, oh my God, that kid is just disrespectful. And, oh my God, that kid. And I'm like, no, no, no. 
Give them a chance, right? Because it's because you say <coughs> you always tell me I was that kid. I was that kid, right? And and there are people in my life that saw me and saw the goodness inside of me and saw that that I was not just a troublemaker, that yeah. I was more than that, right? And gave me those chances, you know, and gave me those opportunities to see yeah. and to do things um, that that maybe had they not gone up, gone to bat for me, I yeah. wouldn't have been able to do, right? Like, and, and for me, it's like, it's seeing that firsthand from you. Like when I hear you as an adult talk about things that teachers said to you as a child that you remember so vividly, and I see the way it, when you speak about it as an adult, I can imagine the way it affected you as a child. And so, but, and so but, I see that too. But that's a lesson for anybody in charge of kids whether you're a little league coach, a teacher, a principal, what, uh, whatever you do that involves you with kids, you have to remember that, that those are, are, these are things that, that they're going to remember the rest of their lives. How influential you are. How influential you yeah. are to them, right? So if you say something mean, they'll remember it forever. But if you say something nice, they'll for sure remember it forever. Yeah. You know, like I said, in high school, Mr. Yao was the absolute worst to me. He was vindictive. He was mean. He said rude and shitty things to me. He, he kicked me out of classes that I should have been in. I mean, he was, he hated me and I'll never forgive him for it. I mean, I've forgiven him, but I'll never forget that yeah. he did that. Right. On the other hand, you got Miss Kimball and Miss Chapman and all these other teachers that were Miss Quick. All I was these other, even Miss Quick, who yeah. was so strict about like just but knew so knew how many, to handle it. So many teachers out there that that were the positive influence for me, and and yeah, you know Miss Faust. God, I I I'd love to talk to Miss Faust. Miss Faust is the one that introduced me to Summer on Stage. Yeah. I didn't know what Summer on Stage was. My parents didn't know what Summer on Stage was. Yeah. And, and she was like, Oh my God, you're so talented. You need to do this Summer on Stage. Yeah. You know Miss Elliot always putting me on stage, always finding a way for me in the talent show. You know, um, Miss Mute, you know, I mean, there's so Music many. Music teacher. God, there's so many teachers. I'm forgetting some, so forgive me, but Miss Charlotte Brown. Yeah. You know, um, there's so many teachers out there and, and influences in my life that, that help shape my world. So, you know, I hope that, that Garrett and some of those kids that went to Gabriel's party go, oh, wow, this is, this can be done yeah you know however last week we did a family reunion uh -huh. and that was cool too my oh that's so funny i didn't even think of yeah. it the juxtaposition of garrett going to gabriel iglesias birthday party in all its glory and then your very simple but oh so sweet and special family reunion i didn't even think about that from 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 fluffy's party to a family reunion in corpus at a american run, legion a rundown american <laughs> legion uh, yeah. We pulled up in the driveway, and the building from the outside is a little rickety. It's, it's pretty rough. It, it yeah. could use a new new paint on the outside. But Garrett walks in and goes, or before we walk in, he goes, this is where the party's at. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Sorry there's no Build-A-Bear in the corner. Sorry there's not 50 food trucks, right? Like, but But for me, it was so nostalgic, man. Like, I hadn't gone to a party like that. And so long, but almost every weekend of my childhood, my parents were at a wedding, quinceañera, sweet 16. Yeah. You talk about that. There was always an, a family event. Oh, they weekend. loved it. My parents, that was their weekend, man, was 
ooh, so-and-so's having a wedding. Dad would get his bottle of Crown, and he'd load us up, and we'd all go to this quinceanera hall, yeah. and us kids would run around, and as we got older, sneak beer and liquor. And But when we were little, little, it was like just running around with our cousins, having a great time, the DJ in the background doing their thing, the food being served by all the tias uh-huh. and, and the, the ladies, you know, and, and my cousin Carlos got that guy. The food was so good. He oh, made it all he's, himself. He's Rice, an amazing beans. cook. And I knew he was going to cook. I was like, uh-huh. oh, man, I can't wait. Um, but, but it was it was the Benya reunion. It was your mom's side of the family. Yes. And she is one of nine brothers and sisters. And they're all very close. Oh, my gosh. We grew up so close, all of us. And, and there are six of us cousins that were all right around the same age that we were all, we all grew up very, very close. And that night there was four of us uh-huh. that, I mean, God, I, you know, Dr. Pena, who was doing his residency in LA, who I spent in Compton, almost, not in just Compton, LA in Compton, where he happened to move there when I moved there and we hung out almost every single day. So he was like a roommate, yeah, you know, and then you got Jeremy Cruz who I moved in with, and lived with for several years. He was the one who convinced you to move to Dallas because he was living next to a comedy club. Convinced me to move to Dallas, and he was there, and just, man, the stories and the laughing and the the good times that we had. You know, look, Gabriel's party, really cool. Yeah. Honored to be there. But, you know, being with family, being in that quinceanera hall, to me, was way more fun. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, it was, you were so at ease. There was like such an ease about your energy that I don't think I've seen in a long time. And it was really nice. And it was, it was twofold. I think it was one because you weren't hosting. There was no pressure to be the host, to make sure the food came out, to clean up, to, you know, make sure everyone was having a good time. You weren't, you weren't worried or working. You really were just enjoying your family's company. That, that, and, you know, even though I took a couple of pictures with some cousins that I had not met before, nobody cared to have a picture. I mean, even at, even at Gabriel's party, you know, every few minutes, somebody at his party would go, can, can I take a picture with you? Yeah. Hey, my wife wants to meet you. Can you come over and take a picture? So I would, right? I, so I, I'm still playing celebrity. Uh, at my mom's deal, I didn't have to play celebrity, right? And it was just us. And, and by the way, I, I do want to throw a shout out to um, um, Brandon Gonzalez at Mesquite Street in San Antonio. Dude, that guy, you know, I've been working with him forever. You know, when he opened up that first tiny comedy club, uh-huh. he now has a beautiful room um, on the south side, literally right. right across the street from our hotel that night. Yeah. So after our party, we all wanted to go have a drink together, all the cousins. We walked into this place called The Social, which was a great place, but immediately the eyeballs, immediately can I take a picture, immediately they're going, you know, I hear people as I walk by, oh my God, that's Steve Trevino, right? Uh, I called up Brandon, I go, dude, are you open? And he goes, I can be. And he opened up his club for me and my family to hang out. Then the guy gets back there, makes us pizzas, you know, it, it, again, I want comedy in Corpus Christi, Texas. Yeah. I didn't have it when I was coming up. Who knows where I would be had I had it. Yeah. Um, so please support Brandon and, and his endeavors at over there at Mesquite Street because, God, he was so South Texas and he was so kind 
and he's hung out with us and we had drinks and he opened up the bar. Dude, my cousins, he goes, I don't have any bartenders. Well, there was three bartenders of my cousins there. I go, ah, oh, my cousins will bartend. Dude, they jumped back there. They're freaking bartending. I mean, it was just, it was awesome because I got to continue the family reunion without uh -huh. the distraction. Yeah. You know, so I, I just want to thank <clears throat> Mesquite Street for always being there for me and, and being a wonderful venue for uh, anybody And feeding there. you guys so you weren't too hungover the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was it was a good weekend to go see my family and hang out. We we did go to Dairy Queen to sign up some people for the VFW um, there in Portland. And um, John Sutton, who I went to high school with, which coincidentally his son is dating my niece. It's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, he showed up and was was representing the city of Portland and, uh -huh. in such a, a classy way. So. It was good to go home. It was good to do the the. It was the quickest reunion. trip ever. We were there less than twenty four hours. Yeah, literally woke up and <laughs> yeah, almost. we left. Yep. Um, but we are we are. But I'm doing, glad we did it. Yes. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad you did it. We are doing very very well, and I know that um, I wanted to mention um, uh, what is going on with Renee's parents. Um, we are praying for that miracle. Um, Daddy Raymond is done with treatment and we will find out. Well, I, I mean, I think well, it will be an, it will be an ongoing process, but, um, he did have CAR T cell therapy, um, and he has been released from the hospital. It's lots of doctor, doctor's appointments, um, for the next month just to make sure that he's okay. And, and then we, we wait and see. Yep. So, uh, your thoughts and prayers are very welcomed. And, yes, all the um, sweet messages. I didn't, Ast I didn't read them all. Aztec through. Chevrolet. Big shout yes. out to Aztec Chevrolet. We love you. We appreciate you guys. Please give them a chance, man. If you're trying to buy a car, they've got, they finally have inventory. So, give them a look because they now have vehicles for you. Um, they have one in Uvalde. They have one in, in Goliad, Texas. Give them a shot. Um, our friends at Pick Cherries. God, I miss Stu. We gotta, I do, we gotta, too. We, gotta give we, haven't been to, we haven't been to Florida. Yep. Need so to see him. Please download Pick Cherries. And then, of course, Old Salt Coffee. Always delicious. Always the best. Veteran-owned. Veteran-operated. We ran out a for a little bit. We had to up our subscription because we ran out for a little bit. And yeah. you and I were like so... Where's our coffee? Yeah. Where's our coffee? <laughs> uh, 10 um, for uh, the discount. And um, please, please, please support all of our sponsors because they support us. We love you guys very, very much, and we will see you soon, and, and it's good to have you back. Yep.